Hello and welcome to the Lost Air Podcast. I'm Garen, I'm here with Paul. How's things? And this week, obviously, it's uh, Halloween's just over, but I suppose uh, now that everything is not just a day, it's a festival or a week. Yeah. Um, and we're recording it just before Halloween, so it we're, is. Still, we're still in the mood, and you probably still are as well. I'm mad into Halloween, as you know. Yeah. Um, very much a, a, a Halloween person and into witches and fires or whatever. Uh, Everyone is a gut. Yeah, pumpkins <laughs> and sweets and all that type of shit. I love oh, sweets, yeah. all that. Yeah. Sweets I like, to be fair. Pumpkins I don't understand. I never saw the point in them. I don't think I've ever even met anybody who's eaten one. Apparently you eat them. They're not just growing to car faces in. They're a food. Yeah, I don't know um, if I've ever eaten them in anything and enjoyed it. Every time I've had something, like I'd imagine pumpkin pie is probably nice, but. Yeah, but that's everything with like a lot of sugar in it, and a pie is lovely. Exactly. You know? It's just like butternut squash could be nice yeah. if you put sugar in it. Because butternut it, squash doesn't taste like it, neither. Squash family as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's, 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 it's a bullshit vegetable or fruit or whatever it is. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's just a big fucking joint thing to cut. And like even then, cutting it's a pound of bollocks. It's it's cool for like an hour after you put the candle in. You're like, oh look at that, it's deadly. And you turn all the lights in the kitchen off. You go, oh look at it, and then you're paying your bollocks for it. As same yeah, whatever else, messy, and you have to dump all the guts out. <laughs> There's guts everywhere, and the, the, it's real hard to hollow them out and the strings and all. And you yeah. see some people like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy looking on the internet at like someone who's done a cool carving job or something like that but like all I think of yeah. is you probably should have put that effort into school and you'd have a proper job and you wouldn't be on the internet <laughs> carving up fucking pumpkins mate so that's, that's, that's my cool. life <laughs> <laughs> pretty much good at loads of stuff that makes no money that's my life um, yeah pretty much all my interests <laughs> like the, the, the way to kind of weaponize them into money passed about 40 years ago if not more yeah and I'm getting good at them about 10 years too late Exactly, I'm too old well, now for anyone to pay attention to. We're not too far ahead of the behind the curve with podcasting. Yeah, and, and the people who've done particularly well off podcasting at the start were people who had a load of money to yeah. get in there and like pay for advertising and pay for um, special guests and all that kind of stuff. Because like you never you don't hear that many people talking about podcasts when it comes to like uh, kind of small local podcasts that don't have big guests or a big name attached to them. And the smallest when you hear people talking about something like Blind Boy, who obviously has a few quid and has a has a platform to talk to begin with, you know. Um, yeah. Like the, the the biggest one of all is probably Rogan, and that's Joe fucking Rogan from the UFC and the stand up fucking yeah. comic you know what I mean like he it was obviously a big name like I don't think I listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts every week and I don't think any of them are by people who are just nobodies like yeah. just Joe Soaps I don't believe that and even when you go and you look at like, think of like the last podcast on the left and all like when that like that's a big show but like there's, there's money behind that and there was always a few quid behind that as well you know so it's I don't know. Some people are brilliant at coming up with constantly clever content. Like we're good at doing it playlist wise. Yeah. We could do more if we broke away from it, but that's our thing. So yeah. that's fine. Uh Blind Boy is very good at coming up with uh content, like good things to talk about and interesting yeah. Irish history. Because he does he's a lot of that, yeah. Interested in it. Exactly. Yeah, but like, I just, Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say that. Massively drunk. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's the hex. It's the <laughs> hex. You go, go ahead. I'll shut up. No. All right. So I'm not always drawn to his thing, and I don't know why. I can never really figure out why it's not for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's his extreme. I think it's because he's constantly doing it on his own. Mostly on his own. Yeah, that yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. But then again, Limmy does it, and I love when Limmy does it. 
Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I can't figure yeah. it. Maybe, it, yeah. And he's great at having guests. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. At so yeah, I guess someone's the guest. Anyone out today? Yeah, anyone out today? I was listening to. Like, I, I think the thing about Blowing Boy was because he had a bit of a uh, a platform, especially in or- in Ireland, was yeah. that like if he does have like if he's out if the well is dry, he just goes to his thing and says, "Listen, send me a lot of questions," and I go, answer. "Yeah." And just in him answering other people's questions, he almost interviews himself, and it becomes a decent show. If you get me. You know, do you hear that people when he asks for questions, he gets low. Oh, we've been getting loads off our, off our followers lately, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have been a lot better. Um, so this week we're doing a Halloween one. As I said, I'm a big fan of Halloween. It's my favourite. And yeah. As um, you know, we've already done the, the horror themes. Yeah, we've done our That's horror themes with, with Sarah last week, which is great fun. And we obviously recorded that video. We're not doing video this week. Um, It's just audio. You'll have to get used to it. Uh, so I think I think the way me and you might have approached this was... Uh, trying to use none of the bog standard Halloween songs, which is good. We kind of done that off yeah. our own back, which I, I like. mean, if you look at, if you look at type into thing to Spotify or any YouTube Halloween playlist, you're just going to get monster mash thriller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bark at the moon. If you're lucky. Yeah. Exactly. And that's cool. That's cool. But there's no point in us making that playlist. And I'm talking about. Of course so, not. Like you, you it, pick, there's, there's other songs that have scary themes or, or names. We've, we've we've gone to look for them to make you a unique playlist uh, for Halloween. Hopefully that opens up mm. a few little... You'll know a lot of these. You won't know some of them, maybe. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the big one for me would be like Misfits. They have a song called Fucking Halloween. They've two of them, in fact. That, that, <laughs> that, that band is based off the whole idea of fucking Halloween. Uh, like, exactly, I, I, yeah. I did pick a Misfits song, but I picked nothing like that anyone would ever associate with Halloween. We, you'd be surprised. We have to forget that. We have to try and like put aside that we're been listening to rock music our lives and if you go and look uh if you went into every record shop let's first of all let's pretend it's, it's a real thing anymore mm. and looked for halloween uh compilations none of them are gonna have misfits on it no not anymore so, so it, i think it's still very valid that you picked them because we have to forget like that time we were doing underrated groups mm. and uh we both almost forgot to pick killing joke because in our heads mm. they're incredible and amazing and huge but they're not huge in the grand scheme of bands that we talk about all the time so we're like shit yeah they're fucking forget that that they're not like ranked in the top 50 bands by a lot of people i'm like which is stupid which but, is yeah that's, that's silly <laughs> so yeah I don't, silly. Think, I don't think i think you're like a lot of people will look at them oh misfits obviously but it's not mm. that obvious not really yeah trip and um, so i suppose let's get straight into it see your four choice coming up is someone that has been on my i i'm not gonna like you i know nothing about this person and yeah. um, I've probably heard a few songs and they've been on my list of, of people to check out for about a year yeah. now. And I, I know from the stuff I have heard little bits of that I'm going to be mad into them. So I'm interested in what you picked. Yeah, well, this is uh, Tyler, the creator, Who That Boy featuring ASAP Rocky. It's a fine example of him coming back to his horrorcore kind of roots. It's a, it's a really, really good track. And it's a really creepy video where he wears a sewn on face of a, the rapper Action Bronson. Um, like <laughs> Action Bronson's obviously a white guy, big white guy with a kind of red beard. But after some accident where Tyler the Creator in the video was making a bomb, I think, and it blows up in his face, he, he takes um, takes the face of a white rapper and then uh, he's kind of treated a bit better. So it's kind of touching on, the video's kind of touching on Ghetto. Yeah, yeah. And has a, feel of it, a little bit of a feel to that. Um, this is off his 2017 album, Flower Boy, which is a good album. It's a little bit of a departure. Again, from like the horrorcore stuff, but it's still his main, his first single is going back to that really creepy, yeah, 
scare you. So, so just give it, give it a bash there anyway. I'll I think it's a, a perfect start to the. It's it's an un, unlikely start to the to, to a Halloween playlist, but you'll see why it makes loads of sense. Right, here we go. Yeah, so that's that's who that boy the rest of the album doesn't really sound a huge amount like that track but um it is he, yeah he's got so many kind of styles he moved into kind of more soulful kind of poppy mm. uh, neo soul kind of funk stuff later on and, and in the album as well I mean he does it really well he, it's, he's not just you're not just doing it for the sake of it he, he really clearly is into was into that and he moved into it and it worked um I was kind of he's been in a lot of hot water before because of how many times he in his last albums before this he leaned heavily on the f word mm. and for listeners that doesn't mean fuck or famine uh, mm. the other one. As, as yeah has gotten himself into hot water with lgbt plus groups um q plus groups and um but then it came out like i remember hearing about that and thinking i don't know what to think about that like it never got the impression that it He's a lot of rap, but Jesus, you'd have to be very particular about your rap if you were avoiding that word. Yeah. That's fair enough if you are. That's fair enough if you are. I really have to believe that person is homophobic. Like, I know DMX is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely homophobic. <laughs> I don't know if Eminem is. So I don't know where it makes much of a difference. You're still using the words, or whatever. But then again, on this album, I'm pretty sure he came out as boy because in the underlying, or in the song, uh, What's it called? I ain't got time. Which mm. is the best song on the album by a mile. Just it's it's not here because it's not Halloweeny. Yeah. Uh, he, he said he says uh, I've been kissing white boys since two thousand and four, and then he came out with a few tweets of, about it, like oh yeah, whatever he is. There you go. And uh, his last album, Igor, had like stories about tri- uh, love triangles with fellas and so maybe yeah, maybe maybe that's just uh, who he is. And unless it's in a very elaborate way to get out of hot water, which I don't think he gives a fucking shit about. So probably but, not. Yeah, um, he's hugely talented guy. He really is. Uh, like I said, when he's doing the soulful pop stuff, it's great. But he, I love that he went back and just went, ah, I still do some of this sometimes. And that horror mm. kind of rap is so creepy. And the video is yeah. unnerving and unsettling. And uh, it's great. And ASAP Rocky's uh, 
sort of verse on it, I think is great. I like ASAP like, Rocky, yeah. The pre chorus, yeah. And uh, he's like, he's the surgeon in the video. And uh, 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 it's good. Um, he probably, his, his last album, uh, Rocky's last album, was very, very good. And I um, haven't listened to it yet. Tyler, the creator, was on uh, that Rick Rubin's podcast, whatever, I keep forgetting what it's called, Off the Record or On the Record, I don't know, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, he done like a two hour special with, with Rick Rubin there. Um, a couple of months ago, it was great. It was actually in Ruben's house in like France or Italy or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Toilet was just over hanging out with, with Rick for, for yeah. like a week or so. I don't know what to make of him. It was great. I don't know what to make of him, really, to be honest with you, like as a person or whatever, like yeah. that. Not that we can really get much from it. I remember saw a mad interview on Larry King, he did. He doesn't seem to have any. She's had to word this correctly because it's not mm. wouldn't be fair on him to say he's got no humility. He does mm. have humility. He just like I I was only starting to hear about him when I watched a few interviews and it felt like he'd been already bored of giving interviews. He was already bored of being famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, the way sort of Billy Eilish can be sometimes is yeah. like it's very cool to be uncool or whatever. I'm not really yeah. care. Well, I then I watched a couple more and he still gets excited about certain things. So I just think he's a child of the internet. I think and so, I think yeah. yeah. I think because he knows how <laughs> talented he is, he's not really surprised as to where he is in life. And, yeah. And he doesn't have to be to make me fucking feel better about watching his interviews. Do you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I absolutely. just always found that. I was like, well, we're also built to, to, to watch people who are rising up be like... Oh, yeah, bow down. So like. humble and yeah. like, oh, so good to be aware. He just went straight to fucking, I don't know. Yeah, Motley like Crew, whatever. I'm gonna fuck yeah. exactly. So, you know, a lot I of mean, stuff I heard, I liked. Yeah, well, musically, like yeah. So, like I said, I don't know. He's probably, uh, he's probably sound as fuck. I just, I don't Possibly. know. Yeah, maybe I need to break that, break that expectancy that I have of people. Like, I think it's just growing up in, in our era as well, where people, like a lot of the musicians yeah. and stuff, came from like uh, this fella was born in a mine in town, and his fucking dad yeah. went to the black lung or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Found the guitar and got discovered sweeping the floor in the recording studio. Blah 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 blah. Now people yeah. from the age of like twelve or thirteen with the internet. <laughs> Or like, okay, I'm gonna watch yeah. this YouTube video. Okay, now I know how to make beats. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hack sound, this software. This sound, yeah, this SoundCloud. Yeah, exactly. They hack the software. Exactly. And then my SoundCloud song <laughs> has seven million views. My exactly. first one, and exactly. I've got a record deal over. Exactly. So yeah, um, I do like totally fair. Like I said, don't really know what to make of them. Don't really care. It's mm-hmm. never done anything bad apart from, I suppose, say bold up. words. So, yeah, but then uh, like I say you, bold words all the time. Words, yeah, that's my fortune. That's Tyler the Creator. Yeah, I think. Uh, listen, a lot of these we're not going to go into mad detail. This is a Halloween playlist. We're just going to talk it's, about. It's, what yeah, we exactly. Like, right. I'm going to play some play some bits from the songs for you. Uh, you got a proper podcast last week that took two and a half hours. Um, yeah, you're getting a fucking a swifty. <laughs> you're getting this a playlist week. this time. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're a playlist. Be happy we're even talking about it. Uh, you're, getting my... a, you're getting a quickie in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a cough now because the windows open and it's freezing, and I just plugged in. Uh, an oil heater in the room as well so I've got the cold and the heat fighting for dominance over my body so uh, it's a bit like stepping from the cold into a, into a taxi that's been running all day and you start coughing your man looks at you <laughs> my first one my first one is a, a fairly obvious one as well and it's a typo negative it's a band you always pick and I never pick so yeah. I beat you to the crunch here and I pick black number one uh, mostly because it's the first typo negative song I think I ever heard and yeah, I picked right, the full right. version of it that's like 11 and a half minutes long. It's oh, you fucking, have to. Yeah, it's monstrous. Um, we're obviously not going to play all that for you. That's madness. Um, 
Typo. I knew of the band before Typo. I always say this carnivore and heard of them. I didn't know. I hadn't even a clue that the Typo were made up of people from carnivore. Yeah. I hadn't a fucking clue. I hadn't a clue, lads. Um, it was it wasn't that long ago that I made that connection. Um, and the reason I found out about Carnivore was truly like bands like Biohazard and stuff like that. My youth who always thanked them in the liner notes and talked about how like Carnivore, like Pete Steele would write albums for people like Biohazard and write songs for people like Agnostic yeah. Front and shit like that. I didn't know any of this malarkey. I didn't know. I just knew that this fella in this band, Carnivore, that just sounded like a weird trash metal band. Um, that are cool. <laughs> um, I didn't know he had this range of being able to write essentially anything. You know, gotcha. so uh, when you I did hear, I reckon you could have written any kind of song. It's just insane, and even the, the type of covers and all they picked were fucking insane. I know, um, great at them too. It's just for everything from Black Sabbath to the Beatles and it's everything that's incredible. Isley Brothers, yeah, it's fucking so mad. So I picked Black Number One just because it's one of their bigger songs. It's uh, first song I heard. Um, I think I might have heard like that the chopped down version of it off like the best of or something like that. For it's one of those Roadrunner compilations, um, because uh. Uh, this to me, well, not necessarily Halloweeny. Because I, I, ha- I have to, I have to, I have to get this off my chest as well. To me, Halloweeny is more Halloween is more Halloweeny. Halloween is more like lighthearted and fun to me. That's the way okay. I always felt about Halloween. It's not like yeah, well, it's it's kind of it is overall. Then you get to go like at nighttime, you get to watch dark films. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, but even even when I think of like the movies and stuff that 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 I'd watch around Halloween, like I'd watch, I'd be more interested in kind of the B movie kind of scutter part of it than the serious horror and like like well, I do like horror movies as I explained last week. I'm not a mad fan. I prefer the kind of kitsch the kitsch fun aspect of Halloween because I do associate it with like throwing a mask on you and going begging for sweets. Yeah. That's that's the way I think about it. Oh, of course. Yeah. So like this is the opposite now. This I mean I know I know Type O Negative definitely had like a tongue in cheek kind of fucking personality and almost everything they done was designed to sound dark and fucking spooky and creepy, but like lyrically and thematically, it might have been a bit of fucking the fingers were crossed a little bit, like you know. Oh, absolutely. It's completely tongue in cheek stuff. Exactly. So I'm gonna play a little bit of black number one. I'm just gonna play a minute or two of this. Um I think I think I picked the right the right moment to kind of jump in because you you have yeah. as I said, this is eleven and a half minutes and it's on a big long build up um into it. So it's kind of jumping into where it's starting to get going here. Like 
there you go. Black number one by uh, typo negative. So the next line was everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you skipped the next line. Every day is Halloween. Yeah, people are like every day. Ah, oh, oh, <laughs> fuck's sake! Uh, yeah. So the form. Well, that's a good teaser for the, the actual playlist. Exactly for the playlist. There, apparently, the form New York City in the late eighties. Um, Pete Steele died in, in two thousand and ten due to a uh, sepsis because he had the very verticulosis. Jesus Christ Almighty. And um uh, and just to tie in at the Halloween, actually that song is off uh, Bloody Kisses from nineteen ninety three, that tour mm. album. Um to tie it in, they had some songs on some horror movies as well. So they had Love You to Death was on the Bride of Chucky. Mm. And um they had a song called Haunted that was on the Blair Witch soundtrack. Now Blair Witch didn't actually have a soundtrack, so what they done was they released like music fucking uh, endorsed by the Blair Witch people or whatever. Yeah, fuck it, was it was a complete cash in, but like still, still yeah, good I, I, though. I think the idea was that the, the gimmick behind the Blair Witch soundtrack was supposed to be they found a cassette player in the woods in the same place that they found the video recorder, and these were the songs that were on the on the right. Walkman. That was meant to be the gimmick. So that song. I've never, I think on. I've said it before. I've never seen the Blair Witch because oh, I already, love it. Love it. It already been spoiled for me, but it's, mm. it was already like. I would have loved to have gone to see that in the cinema and gotten that, but, but I think it'd be people said even at that it's still a good movie. But uh, I I love it. I I remember it was I. I remember all the bullshit about it, and I never watched it. And I heard people saying it's not real and blah blah blah. And then I heard people saying it was real and the usual shit. But no, not being a sap, I was like that's not real. Like it's a film. It's literally on the telly, so mm. it's put together. But I remember I watched it one night by myself. My parents had got like in one of those like one month free trials of uh, Sky movies. And it was uh, it was back when like you couldn't just hit play. It was like it's starting in an hour, that type of thing, you know, we're starting in half an hour. And I had nothing else to do. I said, Oh fuck it, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna eat a bowl of coke noodles, and I'm gonna watch the Blair Witch Project. And I was fucking terrified by the end of it. In particular, the end of it. Um yeah. the last like 10 minutes of it is 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 a fucking emotional roller coaster that terrified the fuck out of me. I've seen it 10 times since then and never had the same effect. But for some reason it just got me the right moment there and then. On the night, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, there's also I found it as well. There's there's a cool thing that I want to go looking for it as well. There's um there's a version of um Nosferatu, the 1922 version that has um because it's a silent movie and they set the movie uh, the unedited, a completely unedited version of the movie, like the theatrical version of the movie, but yeah. they soundtracked it to just typo negative. Oh wow! And it's like it's an official release. You can buy it online and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so it's just songs from the first four typo albums and they created like a this weird soundtrack for all of Nosferatu and you can buy it on DVD and Blu-ray which looks kind of cool so I might, uh, I might look into that that could be kind of cool to watch uh, yeah. but that's it like I said typo negative black number one that's my first choice yeah um, we've talked about them so much so there's no point in going into exactly. detail but they're, they're on this playlist for a reason they're on a playlist for you you fucks uh, <laughs> who's your next one Oh, he's doing Nine Inch Nails again. Oh, he's God. He's doing them again. He's doing Nine Inch Nails again. Yeah, I am, yeah. And um, because I was going to pick the cramps and I went, man, I want this Nine Inch Nails song on this because I love this. <laughs> yeah, I had a cramp song lined up as well. Yeah. Um, cramps would have been grand and not too obvious. Yeah. But like, it's very rare. I get to go on about Nine Inch Nails as much. I know in the last few weeks we have, but it probably still is only their third time on the on the playlist, to be fair. But um, I've picked uh, Came Back Haunted. Mm. From the 2013 Hesitation Marks, which um not my favourite Nine Inch Nails album, but uh, I do appreciate it. The name mm. of it comes from the marks that a blade leaves pre-suicide on the skin. Jesus. Yeah, for oh, the, like, the almost like the, the first 
pressings before they, the person yeah. is trying to talk themselves out or whatever. Um, uh, it's it's really polished and it's a really well produced dark electronic rock album. Mm. It doesn't break down any walls, but uh, like it's it's a good album with good songs. So that's sometimes it's okay for a band. That'll do, yeah. At the same time, though, a lot of people did think it was a, a big departure from his other sound, and some of it, some of it definitely was. I just mm. don't know if it was in a mad, crazy, like wow direction. Mm. Some of it was uh, some of the choices are like obviously I've mentioned before, but the. All time low song a few weeks ago to Peter Gabriel felt yeah. like Peter Gabriel inspired song. It's also a song on it that really really sounds like it could be the Hives. Hmm. It's so unusual that song. Everything it's like a pop song. It really could sound like the Nine Inch Nails covering like any of those mm. garagey those indie bands. Huh? Garagey new way, yeah, yeah. And so I picked came back onto it. It's a really really good song. It's a single off this album. So if anyone doesn't know, we'll just give it a little bit of a yeah. We'll give it a spin now. I like it a lot. I really do. Here we go. Yeah, Nin. I like it. Nin. I like it. Um, it is sort of, it's kind of a sparser album. It's not as layered. Yeah, yeah. As as a lot of Nine Inch Nails album. Yeah, it's interesting because you can you can hear everything he's doing. You know, every single thing. I think yeah. that's probably that that and copy of it were the basis of that famous oh, yeah, just a piss, copy piss take copy, yeah. piss take video of uh, when they. This is a nine inch. This is a Trent Reznor yeah, song, yeah. famous video. It's this, and, or, or else it's a copy of it. That, like now, I had some creepy guitar. Yeah. You know, it's funny, yeah, yeah. but because it's taking the piss out with this era of yeah. it, which I don't really mind this era. Um, it's like I said, it goes in quicker, but unfortunately, as must be the case, it leaves the mind quicker a little bit yeah. as well. So yeah. this era will never go down as like the most amazing. 
part of it's, it has its place though. It's I mean it's the eight, it's only the eighth studio album. Yeah. The problem with me is around this time, um, he was doing something which is actually really quite clever, but sort of throws me off. He was releasing the ghosts albums Remember and re- yeah. remix stuff in the middle. And yeah. I was kind of getting muddled a little bit and I'm sort of like Yeah, it was okay, a period there of of like the it felt like there was resonant stuff dropping every fucking three weeks. Yeah, and it was sort of it's still good. Like the ghost stuff is, is great. And we heard some of it sampled on like the number one song from the television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Old Town Road. But uh, I don't know. Like, you know, it has its place. It's better than him not releasing that in Jordan. But I just found that when he was putting like the albums to slip, I think, and then this, it was sort of convoluted. I was almost going, right, the last kind of ghost thing was good, but it didn't, it didn't really scratch an itch. Maybe this will, but mm. so. And, and this this album did. I really did like this album. I was ready for, after not really giving the slip enough of a listen at the time, mm. I, I was almost ready to just, just go into this, and I, I did like it. Um, the album is kind of quite introspective lyrically, I suppose, actually. Mm. Um, the more you listen to it, um, he's not got heroin anymore. He's a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I picked Came Back Haunted because obviously Halloween the name of the song is uh, yeah have you seen man you know what I like I love Trent Reznor I really do and I, I've never had a problem with over merchandising but I do have a problem with the type of merchandising that's done and lately mm-hmm. he's been sort of cringeworthy a little bit I hate to say I've seen those t-shirts yeah those t-shirts so there'd be one that said uh we're in this together now, 2020. Yeah, no, that's a, a picture. Stop, it's like the please. map of the United States that says broken. Well, no, yeah, the map of the United States that says broken. And then today I saw he had special masks that I think you can interchange the sign that's written on them with a little bit of Velcro or something like that. Oh. And it's like, okay, man, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, every time I see someone walking in the road that, that, that's wearing a mask that like has something on it, I get a bit cringed. Like, here's, here's the way I look at it, right? Obviously... Bands have gone into full merchandise mode because yes. they're not touring and they're well. Trent Reznor still does obviously release albums uh, for money, but he doesn't digitally. Hmm. He still doesn't doesn't do them for free anymore. I mean, the slip was free. Possibly this so. was as well. Um, you give them right on a site for free or whatever you want to pay. It was mm-hmm. his model that he started for a while, which was the great. Radiohead model, yeah, really well received. Yeah, um, I think it might have been Trent Reznor did it first. Sorry, could, could be wrong, but um. He's at a time now where he's got all this time. He doesn't doesn't have to or doesn't design a t-shirt themselves, but he could hire someone to do incredible merch right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible merch. <coughs> doesn't have to. That's that's oh, that's cringy as fuck, man. That's something that nineteen eighty nine Trent Reznor would have fucking laughed at. Oh, he would have stabbed them. Like considering that, like them. the number one piece of Nine Inch Nails merchandise of all time has to be just the black t shirt that says N I N on it. Yeah, just the boxed N I N done. Sorted. I, I see like um, there's a couple of these uh, merchandise bootleggers that I follow on Instagram that are very interesting yeah. and they take like old late 80s, early 90s um, tour merch from people like Morrissey and Nine Inch Nails and the Smiths and fucking yeah. gee, you name it. A lot of kind of big important bands and they, uh, they try and buy, they go on to like eBay and they try and find people selling their old tour merchandise and tour like the, vin- the vintage ones yeah, yeah. so yeah. what they do is they bring that back and then they kind of scan it in and they touch it up yeah. and they repress new ones and uh, they're redoing all the because apparently there was like nine inch nail shorts and stuff like that in like 1990 and yeah. all this kind of shit and they're sort of re-releasing all these and they're mad looking some of them are cool they're like kind of pre-downward spiral stuff so they're more kind of pre-hate yeah. machines that have all the purples and pinks and blues 
I have a lot of bootleg shorts. And to be honest with you, if a band wants to release deadly fucking gear, I'll buy it. Yeah. But certain bands put out garbage t-shirts. Yes, yes. And some great bands put out shite merch. Yep. Like, I love Dead Can Dance, but their t-shirts are crap. Yeah. So I have a bootleg of an album cover that I love by them on it. Yeah. And and other stuff as well. I've got Killing Joe can sometimes go through real bad phases of yeah. joy t-shirts where yeah. they overdo the clown thing or different clowns. Yeah. And like, okay, it's cool, but away from it. And yeah. then, like, I'm still buying a load of gear from them, going to the gigs and buying their records. So yeah, I don't they feel ain't got the, the merit that you want, so you have to go somewhere oh, else. Yeah, for I don't feel too bad about it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That, that was... Um, Nine Inch Nails came back haunted. Who's your next Halloween haunted? My song? next Halloween ones, who we were talking about already, is the Misfits. Um, yeah, I didn't want to pick uh, Danziger and Misfits just because it's a little bit too obvious. Uh, I picked a song called Shining, which is off uh, American Psycho from 1997. So this would have been the Michael Graves era of the Misfits. Now, Michael Graves is a scumbag, but like to be honest with you, <laughs> everybody in the Misfits, yeah, everybody in the Misfits is a fucking dope. Like literally everybody. Like Danzig's a fucking dope. Jerry Only's a dope. Jerry Only might be like the least dope. He's just kind of money hungry. Doyle is a fucking dope. Um, there's been that many drummers you couldn't even you couldn't even put your finger on it. Um, to be honest with yeah. you. So uh, I wanted to pick something off off American Psycho in particular. A lot of people talk about Famous Monsters, uh, which is a great album. But American Psycho is almost being overlooked as well. So this is the first album to feature Michael Graves. It was put out on Geffen Records. Um, so the timeline is kind of like 77, Misfit Start. They knock on the head around 83. Then Selwyn is created. Selwyn kind of evolves into Danzig. And while Danzig's doing his thing, um, the Misfits started a band called Christ the Conqueror because they were all decided they were going to be born again Christians again. Jerry Only and Doyle were going to be born again Christians. So they started this Christ the Conqueror thing. Um, that didn't really work out, or at least a, 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 a kind of an album demo type of thing. It's garbage. Um, and then they decided, uh, they, Jerry had kind of, he'd worked out a deal with Danzig uh, that let Jerry continue using the name and the logo and touring and stuff like that. So they wanted to put the Misfits back together again and they were holding auditions in a recording studio, meeting up with people. And Michael Graves was in another band. I can't remember what they were called. The the, the Mooks or something they were called. I can't remember. Build that wall. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> he was in another room and one of the guys in the, uh, in, the, in the band said, the Misfits are in the studio two doors down holding fucking, like they want, they're looking for a new singer. They're holding auditions for a singer. So we went in and uh, they liked them. And he went off, he bought a couple of uh, old Misfits LPs, learned all those songs and met up with them like two weeks later. And that was the end of it. He was in the band. So <clears throat> they kind of came back. When the Misfits came back, they they had turned up the... They'd reduced the horror and turned up the kind of kitschy B-movie thing and introduced a lot more kind of trash metal into it. It was still kind of punky, but it was definitely more trash metal. Now, uh, it might be... To say that they turned down the horror and turned up the B-movie might be an oversimplification of it. I think it could be that like in the 70s and 80s, when the Misfits were singing about horror movies and shit like that, most of the horror movies were garbage and would be now considered to be kind of kitschy and camp, but they weren't back then. So what the Misfits with um, Michael Graves were doing was trying to replicate that, but they weren't, in, they weren't really keeping up with like the psychological horror and stuff like that that was doing the rounds in the 90s like so yeah you end up with an awful lot of like 
songs like floating eyeballs and you know blood covered skulls you know that kind of shit you end up with an yeah, awful lot of real yeah. simple kind of stuff and uh, they did tend to just take almost every single famous horror movie of all time and just turn it into a song like uh, this song's called Shining so you, I was going to say like, like a lot of bands early on got all them done and it's hard to now do them because they're done yes <laughs> you know exactly I mean? <laughs> if, if they if they wrote a song sort of about a movie that's about a movie, yeah. They did that, fucking yeah. Now, you can if you want, but yeah, I think I have a feeling that this is a weird mix between that the lyrics of this are a mix between The Shining and Poltergeist because he's talking about people coming through the TV and shit like that as well. And like, I, I, I don't know, it's it's hard to tell. Now, Michael Graves is responsible for most of the good kind of Misfits V2 songs, he wrote them. Um. He wrote this one. He wrote um, Dig Up Our Bones. He wrote all that shit. Um, what he done when he left this band was fucking insane. Like he was, he had, he must have had about seven other bands, and he must have put out about thirty albums, um, solo albums, or he had other bands. He just pissed out material, like a shocking amount of material. Material, and then he um, he uh, joined the Marine Marine Corps. That's apparently one of the reasons he left yeah. the band is he wanted to be in the Marine Corps. So he joined the Marines and then he got an honourable discharge for fucking up his back and then he went back to playing music again. Um, he's just he's just a right wing fucking jarhead type of idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just an, he's just a gobshite. He's just a gobshite. But like I said, everyone <laughs> was in he the always Misfits, a gobshite? Uh, I think he was always a gobshite. He was famously known as a gobshite even the band were active. Like they hired, I think we talked about this in the podcast before. They hired George Romero to uh, make a music video for them. Oh, and then um, they had Romero for two days and they'd rented like an abandoned mental uh, hospital in like upstate New York. And um, they were all due to meet there like Saturday morning at eight o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And Michael Graves never showed up because he was in Canada at uh, an ice hockey training camp. So um, he just didn't right. show up to the filming of Fuck. the video. So while George Romero is there to do it, that's fucking, that's kind of shit pissed me off. Yeah. He gets to come in. Like who was he before the Misfits? No one, literally no one. Yeah. So literally in the no of a few years, he's deciding to do whatever he wants and not turn up to the Misfits video. We gave much. him a chance to be. Yeah. yeah. They get mailed or whatever the fuck he was living in uh, New Jersey or wherever the fuck it was. Um. Yeah. Just he, he's just a dope. Uh, but like I said, everyone <laughs> in that band is a dope, and um. Like do, it's do a bit of a dopey band. Yeah. It, it's just a dopey band. Um. I love them to bits. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, but I can't tell. Even Doyle, but Doyle has this new garbage band. It's just called Doyle, and yeah. um, they, they've got a couple of albums. Out. It's just not good. It's just him <laughs> attempting to do. Well, everyone them. we know goes to see them and says Everybody, it's brilliant. Of course, everybody's going to maybe, see like this giant six and a half foot fucking vegan bodybuilder steroid freak cunt painted up, um, smashing his guitar. You know what I mean? And like yeah. he was like he runs these. <laughs> He's got this like thing where he does on his Facebook page. He's like, okay, we're in uh, Ireland tomorrow for two gigs. Uh, first band, first band to give us 2,000 euros tomorrow gets to open the show for us. I hate that shit. And he puts that on his Facebook. You know what I mean? I now, shit, paying to play and paying to tour are like a common thing in the music industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like weaponizing a local band slot is different. It'd be different now if, like, if it was like Doyle was on tour and he was bringing some halfway well-known up-and-coming bands that maybe had a small label support or whatever 
I had an album to promote, whatever, you know, like uh, maybe they have a budget for things like this. But I just some yeah. fucking, you know, Johnny and Steo and Mick who have a guitars and a drum kit and they want to play with fucking Doyle because he was in the Misfits or whatever. And they're asking that man that for 2000 euro so they can play it really doesn't sit well with me to be perfect it doesn't sit well with me either because they're never going to make that money back you know they're going to sell it to their man that's oh it's going to be there's going to be thousands of people there there's probably 120 people there hang on there might be for yeah you were about to say not for them no not for them they're not going to fucking like are you mad like no one's going to go like and buy t-shirts for them to try and make this money back those people going to that don't even know any Doyle songs nah some of them do but a lot of them going to that don't know any Doyle songs they just want to see Doyle Doyle. closer to the Misfits so there's a chance man I don't know I think that's really shitty it's just a shitty scumbag move and he grew up in a shitty scumbag band and he knows no different you know what I mean like he's Jerry's brother yeah. and Jerry is the ultimate fucking wheeler dealer I'm going to play a bit of this song uh, Shining yeah. by Misfits of America so it's a good little song it's just garbage kind of catchy you get the idea of what the Misfits yeah. kind of version 2 sounded like get the idea um, yeah, I like his voice when he's not talking his yeah his voice is really good and the production on those two albums is really good it's like that kind of late 90s early 2000 production where they were finally figuring out how to make a heavy band sound clean where you can yeah. pick out all the instruments and it's it's mastered well like it's, it's I, I can say no this, bad about it Danzig Misfits sound like it was recording the van on the way yeah. to a studio that they yeah. decided to then not go to 100% and I think that's yeah. that that wasn't necessarily the intention but your biggest problem with with the Misfits is that if you buy something like the the Coffin Box set which is like pretty much every single Misfits song ever played yeah. there's like four versions of every song that's what Weird. I used to find very hard when I was DJing. I'm like, shit, right, I better get a version of Last Caress. And some of them are like 
and some are real slow and so yeah, yeah it's so weird because i think there might have been like a john peel session or something like that as well there's like a B, there was definitely bbc sessions and um, where they re-recorded loads of stuff and then like like we covered before you've got the collection one which is where danzig replayed all the instruments over dubbing them <laughs> um so he could he wouldn't have to pay them any sort of royalties so like there's so many different versions of these songs like if you buy collection one or collection two they're not the ones that were released initially you know, realistically, yeah. if you want the real versions of Misfit songs, you have to go and try and track down the seven inches and just the albums, the first versions of the albums. Um, right. so, so it's there's there's people who only collect the Misfit stuff. Like I would, I consider myself like a, a low maintenance Misfits and Danzig collector um, because the real stuff costs <laughs> so much money. So like I'm a cunt for buying, I would buy any single Misfits or any single Danzig bootleg or live recording LP that I see just to have it. Um, and if I see alternative versions of albums that are going for cheap or decent money that I already have, I'll pick them up as well, you know. Right, but uh, yeah. I'm not going hunting for seven inches, it's just that you're into a world of fucking hurt. I have a couple of them, I but... wouldn't even have the room. I know, like, you DJ more with vinyl than I would, but, uh, but there's, there's no point though, because most of these songs are a minute and a half long as well, so it's a waste of a couple of millimeters in your box, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> honest to god, it's sorry, it's, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's different if you're like you're bringing something like collection one or two because uh, you might get away with maybe at Halloween you might get away with playing, playing two or three Misfit songs you'll probably be crucified if you didn't you know what I mean and yeah, they're so small think of an average song as whatever four minutes long you fit three or four Misfit songs into that bracket and no one's going to really fucking complain but listen that was Misfits um, yeah. like I said that was kind of version two Jerry Only's Misfits essentially um, which is, I still no. have an awful lot of time for them I really yeah. do yeah, I really, like really do. Separating yeah. the art from the artist. He didn't fucking kill anyone, I suppose. He's just a dickhead. He's just a prick. And listen, he a lot of these bands that I picked and you picked, I'm looking at them here, known oddballs and pricks. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, who was your next one? My next one is someone who, um, a band that have appeared on the podcast before. In, uh, actually, it was also <clears throat> during uh, Criminally Overrated. So I have talked about Oingo Boingo. A lot. I've picked Dead Man's Party for this playlist because, for obvious reasons, it's it's a really good Halloween party song. Like it's it's one of the most definitive Halloween party songs. I think that is slightly an outlier. It, but to, to be fair, I said earlier on none of these songs appear on the major Halloween playlist. This probably mm. would actually. To be fair, mm. this probably does appear, especially American people know this song as a Halloween party song. Yeah. Um, but it, it does. It's one of my favorite songs. Even though it has some scar in it, it's still good. And that's <laughs> that's a testament to how good that is. Like, mm. so the last time when I talked about this on Criminally Underrated uh, podcast, I mentioned that Danny Elfman was fronted this band for fifteen or sixteen years, mm. and that a few people, very few people, but some people were like, "Holy shit, that's fucking mad!" I didn't know he was in a band. And some people were going, "I knew Oingo Boingo, I knew Danny Elfman, I didn't know that was the same." Mm. But yeah, so a lot of people will know that. Some people won't. Um, this album is the same name. Uh, from 1985 is a it's probably my favorite album by them it's probably the most commercially listenable or commercially yeah. uh, successful and easy to listen to um because they're a bit mad it has a song on it called stay uh, after this album and it was a, it's a huge unexpected hit in brazil so much so that they weird. used it for their, their next top model like show. weird <laughs> yeah and the track the last track weird science obviously that's from the movie, the John Hughes movie, um, of of uh, of the same name, mm. and uh, the t- the TV series, which I didn't actually ever watch. Really, don't um, think I've seen that either. 
stick it on there for the f- two people that haven't heard it. I love this song though. I really do. All right, here we go. He has an incredible voice, like a really, really for for a composer. I mean, a lot of composers come from huge musical backgrounds, mm. uh, but for, like it still surprises me. It it's doesn't weird, surprise me it? that he was the songwriter for a band, a quirky band, that didn't go into to be uh, Tim Burton's like sound guy, you know, yeah, composer guy. But his voice is like he's doing things in that, especially in in other songs, but this one as well. It really hard to sing. He jumps between really high and then like, his range is insane. Yeah. And his, his tone and the, his delivery, he's got such a great voice. I have a lot of time for listening to Danny Elfman stuff. I don't know what he's like in real life. Probably a cunt. I don't know. Hopefully. In fitting <laughs> Hopefully. with this, this playlist anyway, yeah? Yeah. Fingers this crossed. This always reminds me of DJ and a Halloween and I would stick it on a lot of people would know it, especially ska punk fans, unfortunately. But still, it's yeah. good for them to feel okay. Some of them are right, some of them are right. The people are around, it's the music. Yeah, it's yeah. the music that's dire. Um it's a feel-good track for me. Like like you said, it has that element of not too serious Halloween. Yeah, yeah definitely. I wouldn't, wouldn't say slapstick, but like you said, the, the kind of more kiddish approach to things. Yeah, um, yeah. For a while, the only video of this was on YouTube, was a fan-made one with just Beetlejuice scenes, and it really worked. Now, I know that he also scored Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the same thing, really, for me. No, it's, it's different. Years, be- years before. Um, actually, when was Beetlejuice? wouldn't have been 85. What's that, 89? would have been late, late 80s anyway, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, Dead Man's Party and Ango Bongo. There's no point in me going into the history of Ango Bongo when I've done it. I've done it before uh, on that podcast. So go listen to that one if you haven't heard that one. Yes. Uh, that's just, it has its strong, it's a strong entry, I think, for the playlist. On, for, Absolutely. For this one. Uh, especially takes the seriousness off some of the songs I've picked. But uh, who is your <laughs> next one? Uh, my next one is probably probably the heaviest song on here. Uh, and it's a band called Himsa. 
and the song's called Sleaze Evil. Um, mm. off the I don't really listen to him so much. Yeah, do you know what? I I can't. I think I might have discovered him on one of those fucking crying download CDs or something that everybody was mad into. In, it sounds the way like back Go- when. something Gollum would say. Him a sleazy evil. Yeah, him a sleazy evil. I think it means fucking reaper in Sanskrit or something like that. I think yeah. that's something like that is what I read. Um, I don't have an app lot to say about these guys. They, they uh, see. Uh, formed in Seattle in 1998 and they knocked it on the head 2008 they went through a fierce amount of members like 16 members um, even right. the singer um, I think he was on like maybe three albums maybe four albums something like that um, uh, they had like two or three different singers before him uh, it, it's a weird these are one of the bands I remember that if you think back to the kind of uh, 2006, 2007, there was a lot of bands like Job for a Cowboy that didn't sound like what they looked like. So when you saw them, they had like purple eyeliner and the hair down over their face, that kind of emo fringe and shit yeah. like that. And then when you heard them, you were like, holy fucking Jesus, what is this? Like, uh, <laughs> like, like it was the heaviest, most brutal fucking music I'd heard in years and years and years. But it was being made by people that I was slagging. You know? I know, that's the thing about the 2000s. You'd really have to be a sound person to like some great music because, like, especially from 2002 mm. up to 2010, I was like, if that looks shit, it sounds like shit. Yes, and very much. It's a real fucking yeah. dumb way to... It's, uh, it. I was the exact you've been same. born so many times, though, right? You've oh, been born so many times. I, like, I, I didn't see what these guys looked like until, like, I bought an album or two. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I bought this album Hail Horror because it's, it's a good fucking album and it sounds interesting. Um, it's it, it's listen, it's it's just metal music. I don't know what you'd call it, doom metal, death metal. I I don't know. I don't know how you how you what little little hole you categorize it in. But they always there's something about this album in particular that's, that's kind of will be. Uh, we're saying that like. If I am saying that, like I lean more towards kind of B movies and the fucking monster mash element of Halloween more so than the bleeding or getting eviscerated by a fella in the forest type of thing. <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is definitely in the evisceration kind of category of Halloween. Um, I wanted to put one in there that actually sounded brutal, you know. You just gave um, me a great idea for a podcast. But <laughs> I wrote it down. I can't say it to you here. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play a bit of this. I'm going to play like a minute or two of this, just so you get cool. the idea. Like, it sounds good. The music's... I like I liked this album an awful lot. Uh, the, what's the hymn says? Sleaze Evil. All right.
so you get the idea. That's him, sir. Yeah. Um, um, I liked the riffs. I'm, I'm not mad about his voice. I think so, I don't mind his voice. I it, think it's, it's just recorded in a very unusual way. Maybe it seems to just be getting swallowed by the music like mm. badly, but uh, it's not bad or anything. Like we, we see, listen to stuff like I don't know, Slipknot. Uh, that's really obvious fucking thing to say. Oh yeah, Corey Taylor's voice is seriously, seriously fucking underrated. So he oh, yeah. has this extra layer to it, and so does even that. Lad Derek with Sepultura, like they have an extra layer to it. Oh, yeah, it's just like a depth to it. He's doing all the right things, just hasn't got that extra. Yeah, there's nope. no woof there. Now, what I will yeah. say about this fella, um, no slagging to the, to, to, to the short people out there. This fella is like this real short little chip on the shoulder bloke, um, who does millions of videos. If you look up like him set on YouTube, a lot of the videos will be him just jumping off the stage getting at the rails of people in the crowd. And you he's a I mean? long way to get down then, does he? Yeah, yeah. They get Two people have to help him back up. Like, he's just he's just one of these chip on the shoulder blokes. Now, the way I find that recorded, which is one of the things I kind of like about it, is that they've like scooped a lot of the kind of mids or something out of there. And it's just this real hollow sound. And I think that's why I, why I associate it with kind of Halloween-y because it, it sounds disembodied or something, the way it's recorded. Um, they're, yeah. cause they're, like the riffs are whatever. The riffs I are, think the riffs are actually riffs. yeah, yeah, yeah they are, but they're they're not at least they're not stock. There, well, I, some people will listen to that and go, I actually like the riffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah like this, this, and they're, they're kind of learning like some of the the kind of lead stuff over there to get away from a lot of the chugga chugga shit. But like, I think the way that where they've placed his vocals in the mix, um, that sells it for me. But I would ac- absolutely like yourself would be interested in seeing or hearing what it'd be like a song like that if it had been recorded properly and they put yeah. some weight into it as opposed to just scooping everything out. To, as I said, it's yeah. a, bit, a bit FM radio-ish. Yes, the way yeah, exactly. There. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. It does sound like this fucking just mm. frequencies pulled out all of it. It's just, I think when you're doing that kind of music, the, the, the world was swamped with yes. that kind of music. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Got, man, they were, like, again, like, they were dime a dozen in, 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 in a big bag of other bands like that, you know? Yeah, I liked Chimera and stuff like that. And <laughs> Chimera were all right, mm-hmm. yeah, Fucking... It's a devil driver they became, was De- it? No, Cold Chamber became devil driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chimera had one savage album I have it here somewhere. Jesus Christ. It's just yeah, like a we... black cover with like that kind of the, the uh, blood chaos, on it. chaos fucking yeah. arrow fucking thing with it, like a yeah. skull or a bear skull or something. It was a fucking deadly album. There's a bunch well, of like, those a bunch of those bands that are really, really good to be fair to them. But they it's just and I wouldn't mind, right? Like <laughs> when normally when you, you hear like a flood of things happen like synthwave or trap. That's, I'm not saying it's easy to make a good song, but it's easy to make that music. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like literally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tech, technologically easy to make that music. Yes. It's not that easy to find great players. Like that is, that is good guitar. Like they're, oh, they're yeah, not, yeah. Them. they're not, those guitar players, well, maybe in America, they probably are doing with them. Oh, the lads can play. Like everybody on that record can play. It's just, unfortunately, yeah. they can't, it's like you think of, we've talked about them before, like something like Mudvayne that got swallowed up into the new metal thing and they kind of came out the other end of it as like a prog metal band. Yeah. You know, closer to Tool or something like that. Um, yeah, and a lot Death of bands like, swallowed. no thanks, not exactly. for us, we're not yeah. part of that. Exactly. Nope. Um, put it on the cure route. <laughs> exactly, yeah, 100%. Anyway, that was a uh, Himsa with Hail, Horror was the album, and Sleazy Evil was the song, it was a terrible name for the song, but uh, who, <laughs> who is your next one? My next one is a band called Error, and the song is Jack the Ripper from their only ever release, hmm. a five-track EP called Error. So if you want to get into Error, you can get into them in 20 minutes yeah, and then perfect. You've, you've got the discography. And uh, the reason that they're, they're possibly uh, isn't much more is because they are kind of Jesus, digital electronic, mm. hardcore supergroup. Um, so 
we'll take a look at who's in them now. So the two main guys would be long-time Trent Reznor collaborator and now actual official Nine Inch Nails. We say talk about Nine Inch Nails again. Remember <laughs> uh, Atticus Ross. Mm. Um, his brother is also in the band. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Bad Religion guitarist Brett Gurwitz is mm. the other kind of, kind of main guy. Yeah, Leopold Ross, Atticus is... I don't like announcing people by, by someone's brother. So yeah. he's a composer, first a producer, and he's also, this happens to be the brother of Alex. He's a brother sure. third. I'm sure, yeah, his brother third. Like you wouldn't say Ray Davies is Dave yeah. Davies' his brother. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but uh, yeah, so he has, he has produced or written for uh, a lot of bands, including Bad Religion. Um, as well as that, he's uh, done some stuff with Dillinger Escape Plan, who okay. are very important to the story because, Lending the vocals to the EP is the Dillinger singer, Greg, Greg Picciato. Mm. He's doing all the vocals on it. And Joseph Karam, who's the keyboard player for the Locust, which are a hard oh, band Locust, to get yeah. into, but they're fucking great. Uh, he plays synths on this. This is why it's my fa- second favorite song mm. off the album. The, the first one is Nothing Is Working, but it's not very Halloween. Jack the Ripper mm. is uh, definitely Halloween. So give it a blast there. I fucking love this EP. It's short and sweet and does. Yeah, it's quite unique, I think, anyway. All right, here we go. Yeah, I mean, like if you if 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 I told you who was in the band, you'd you'd, you'd imagine that's what it sounded like. Cause the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nine Inch Nails, Bad Religion, and Dillinger Escape Plan did yeah. make a band, and that's, that's just just well, yeah. you know, Dillinger Escape Plan vocals because there's a difference between Ben Wyman playing guitar from 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 a uh, Dillinger Escape Plan than there is Brett uh, from Bad Religion. But I'm yeah, glad yeah. because it suits that music better. I don't know how how much. Cylinder escape plan guitar would work on that. It's, I think it's great. It may or may not. You see, that's a kind of tongue and cheeky song on, on oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the thing as well. So people hearing that for the first time go, that's garbage. It's yeah. not. Check out the EP. Nothing is working. It's just fucking brilliant song. <laughs> it has that sort of post rock or hardcore, modern, modern, yeah, modern hardcore. I don't know what that Definitely. is anymore. But at the time, 2005, so it's 15 years old. Back then, um, this was kind of fucking cool to me. I was yeah. a lot younger than I am now, and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I hope they release an album soon. Um, they won't be. They won't be. They're just, I think they just were just too busy. Like, yeah. 
mean, everyone in that band has an awful lot going on. Let's be honest. Yeah, Atticus Ross is in Nine Inch Nails now as yeah. a full time member. So, well, well, they, they don't. I know what you mean. They've a lot in theory going on. Yeah. So now, if they're going to make one, now would be the great time to last yeah. them together. I mean, lads, come on, yeah. like, come on, do it, do it now. Get do the message out. Get the message yeah. out. Like there isn't a huge amount of information on this EP because it's a five track EP from yeah. from lads who didn't ever play it live or probably didn't really spend a huge amount of time together outside of recording it. Obviously, separately they all did. Uh, Leopold Ross doing stuff for Battle Legion and Dillinger Escape Plan. But yeah, mm. um, I think it's great. I saw Dillinger Escape Plan's last <laughs> gig in Ireland. That time they uh, fucking played the Academy. I thought it was brilliant. I also saw them um, for their first time in Ireland with a. Uh, with Greg filling in for well not filling in for he was part of the band there but he was mm. doing the whole album that Mike Patton had done so he was filling in for him on those songs alright cool um, so that's Error hope you've enjoyed it Jack the Ripper Error. Jack the Ripper fucking, I don't know a huge amount about Jack the Ripper apart from the fact that the, the movies all point to him being like an aristocrat or a relative of an aristocrat I know way too much about Jack the Ripper oh dear we could yeah. do a whole podcast on that like uh, I like I love that movie amount. from hell I like that a lot from hell's great yeah yeah uh, comic is great it, as well I never watched Whitechapel is that based on a comic as well uh, Whitechapel I don't know if we've seen fucking all of Whitechapel um, no I mean from hell's based on Alan Moore's um, yeah 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 kind of his his research into the Jack the Ripper thing, he never really gets to an answer, really. But uh, the way yeah. the way the From Hell comic is drawn, it give you fucking headaches. Like it's amazing. Um, it's just all <laughs> scratchy. It's, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I've read a couple of Jack the Ripper books. Um, I kept up in that case where they thought it might have been a Polish butcher um, from about six seven years ago. Because um, there's every now and then there's like an entire like industry in Jack the Ripper stuff. You know, like yeah, stuff like that, that might be related. And it could have been like a member, outside member of the royal family. Yeah, that's that's what that's what they hinted at in From Hell that it was, yeah. it, was it was one of the fucking princes or something who had um who had uh what's the fucking sex disease that made everybody go mad. I mean, brain is not working. syphilis, syphilis, um that he might have had syphilis. Mm. Uh, so yeah, listen, because he was banging. Banging whores. Banging as, fucking whores. As, yeah. Frank Ren- as Frank Reynolds would say. Yeah, exactly. Banging yeah. whore. Banging <laughs> whores. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how you do it. You could do it. You could do a podcast on Jack yeah, the Ripper. Yeah, banger. Oh, are you? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. On, on songs called Jack the Ripper. It wouldn't be very interesting, though. No, Here's the parrot. Um, yeah, so look, that was Jack the Ripper. Boy, who's your next one? My next one is uh, uh, probably the crappest song on here. And uh, <laughs> the most fun, stupid song on here as well. Uh, it's a band called the Horror Pops. Um, the song's called "Walk Like a Zombie." It's it's terrible, like um, it's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to put it on there because uh, uh, I've always liked uh, Psychobilly, and a li- I'm not mad on Rockabilly. Um, Rockabilly's okay at times; it's it's fine. But Psychobilly is like one of the last last kind of invented genres that like you could meet someone. Who was who was there the day it was formed? If you get me, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, uh, and something that kind of spread around the world. Yeah, you, you had phases like fucking dubstep or whatever the fuck it was. You know, like like that's pretty much gone now. Dubstep is sitting on a keyboard now. It's not really a style of music. Like there's people still doing it, but it's it's done. Like forget it. Um, all yeah. the coils from 2007 have moved on. Have kids now. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to go to fucking dubstep gigs. So, um. <laughs> Horror pops would be like a very much on the popular end. The psychobilly, um, they were put together. They're, they're Danish, kind of a put together band. Put, it's the wrong, wrong, 
like a lot of amazing Danish bands, but when I hear like stuff like this, it's just uh, this is I, a I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, Europe is a is a fucking stronghold of uh, of psychobilly. Like America has never kept up. It's one of the genres uh, that yeah. never never was able to stand toe to toe with Europe when it when it came to this style of music. There was bands like the Quakes and stuff like that, and um, that that done okay. And like Coffin Cats were, were kind of a punkier version. Um, right. Coffin Cats were gonna go on here, but they're too too punky and I had the Misfits kind of covered already so yeah. uh, I'm not going to give a dissertation on fucking the the, the roots of psychobilly but suffice it to say that it's very horror based it's very Halloween based um, it's kind of uh, how would you even put it like sexy gore type of fucking thing you know like you'll, you'll see an awful lot of album covers where it's like Mott in the bikinis covered in fucking blood and guts and brains and a double bass yeah. do you know what I mean look, it's, the, it's very there's visual there's like that there's a marker for it and it works with it, visual oh very much like lyrically music. lyrically every song is about fucking vampires or zombies or some shite you know <laughs> driving down route 66 with Frankenstein like that's the type of shit <laughs> yeah. we're fucking Fair talking enough. about here right yeah. now it's like I love love loads of psychobilly because it's fucking garbage right yeah um, but uh, psychobilly has the same appeal to me that something like hardcore had and that it's very uh, once you're in it everybody knows everybody and everybody kind of minds everybody to a degree you know it's very insular it's very protected um, so I had I wanted to pick a psychobilly band I could have picked someone good like the Meteors but didn't i want to pick a shite one uh <laughs> so um th- these are really bad these are like a joke band almost um yeah. the horror pops would have been what uh and forgive me for saying this but just now i'm right what made loads of girls go out and buy polka dot fucking dresses and <laughs> cherry socks and shit like that because the singer <laughs> and the bassist, crossover with witches you're careful now because yeah. the crossover there with witches as well, well yeah, that, that definitely my mates even <laughs> yeah um so the, the the singer and double bass player is, is a woman called patricia day who's like she ha right she ha and like looks the whole betty page malarkey right is the the full 10 yeah. out of 10 taps every fucking like every tick imaginable does the fucking job right so uh, a lot of fucking women um would have went out when horror pop start getting big and uh, start dressing like this um, because it was a slightly more dirty, fucking sexy version of the rockabilly kind of garb. Now, by the women doing that, they drag loads of blokes in as well. I'm not saying this is a woman-only thing. Blokes start dressing like this to get with them women, right? Like, that's just the way it was. And yeah. this was this was seen in the kind of psychobilly circle as like someone trying to wear... Uh, kind of popularized their genre and it wasn't really looked upon very well but the, they had a they had a they had a, had an extra bullet in the chamber because this band is one of the people in this band is a guy called kim necroman and he has a, a band called the necromantics <laughs> right the necromantics right. one of the bigger psychobilly bands another danish band. oh, okay so this is like just a, not a side project but a... it's he kind of put them together it would have been a bit like um what's facing rancid putting together the distillers you know or like writing right. songs for them and like playing guitar in the album um uh, on like coral fang or something like that what's her name brody whatever her face is um mm-hmm. a bit like him getting involved to, to kind of big up their career. So he started playing guitar. Um, he's I think he usually plays bass, but he plays guitar in this band. And he obviously, he obviously wrote the songs because they have his stamp all over them. Like they're 100% necromantic style songs just sang by this band, the Horror Pops. Um, right. something, actually, I'm going to tell you something cool about the Horror Pops after I play a bit of it. Um, I'm going to make everybody oh. suffer through a minute or two with this, this drivel here now. <laughs> it's absolutely dire-like, but... 
has, it has its place. Please stop this. I know. How bad is that? That's fucking shite. It's shocking bad, right? So you can imagine that it's so like middle of the road crap that it just sucks people of the road. in. That's that's but, that's but it's so easily route, accessible. It's on the wrong side of Route sixty six. It is. is, yeah. But it's so easily accessible that it's so non-offensive that like people, like girls who are listening to Spice Girls and fucking All Saints, whatever the fuck, it wasn't that big of a jump. It really wasn't, oh, right? That's something that that's something like you'd hear on a, a fucking a Halloween episode of Lazy Town or something. Oh, big time! It's 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 just bad, right? They're just a bad, bad band. But I wanted to use a bad, bad band and a terrible song. They actually have better songs than this. That's just dire, especially when they they tried to like pick it up and start bringing like the do whoppy kind of stuff into it as well. It's just shocking so this is horror in its purest form for the for the halloween uh podcast um <laughs> the actual taste of actual pain actual yeah exactly it's good. I like um, you're giving us a 3d effect there and i like it pretty much um one of the cool things uh, the singer patricia day sued the hard rock uh, cafe and hotel years ago because they released these special edition barbies and they had like metal barbie and punk barbie and you know country yeah. barbie but they doing a fucking rockabilly barbie and she was like, that's me. Oh, of course she said that's me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> because the Rockabilly Barbie came with a fucking double bass and all, there wasn't that many females playing double bass, especially not Barbie looking boards. Do you know what I mean? That were mm. playing double bass. And uh, like the clothes, but listen, they all, um, it's going to sound terrible. They all look the same. All the fucking Psychabilly boards and Rockabilly boards, they all look the fucking same. Same as the blokes. The blokes literally carbon copies of each other, unfortunately. Did she, did she win? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't find whether she won or not. I um, know if it's, I, if, it's, if, it's, if it's direct, I, I can't see, that's not fair. If it's a direct rip-off, I remember one time I designed a poster um, and we used, we used stock photography all the time because yeah. it avoids all this shit. Yeah. And an Irish model messaged me and she goes, you never asked for, um, our, for, for um, to use that photo. And I was like, I don't need to ask to use that photo. Yeah. She's like, well, my lawyers think differently. I was like, it's going to be really, really weird. Why don't you go through the stock photography company and deal with them? If they're, she's like, what exactly. are you talking about? Like this is from a stock photo, and because I'd done so many effects on the photo, yeah. I sent her the original one, and she was like, "Oh, well, actually, you know what? Did she, she think it was her, or it was her? She did. It wasn't her. 
Of course it wasn't. It wasn't. It was some American girl. And it was yeah. from a uh, stock photography website. It was yeah. American. Was yeah. American. Here's the thing. She didn't even, just realize, she didn't even say, oh, after a big spiel, like a double boat barrels, without even asking about it, boat barrels, I explained and said, this is a... This you got nothing back, I'd say, I assume. Nothing back. Of course you didn't. So imagine that. Imagine not getting a fucking apology. Or not even an apology. I don't even apology. I don't care apology. But just like, you know what? Grant, that's not... Yeah. Fucked uh, up. Sorry. No, you're not getting it. Granted, things are stolen all the time, but you can also ask without telling. Of course. That's me. I just, just say even, fair enough. I have a similar photo. Grant. Didn't even look like her, man. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it really didn't. Ugh. It really didn't. Uh, so anyway, yeah, she could fuck off. Yeah. Do one. <laughs> anyway, that was the horror pops with uh, the terrible song Walk Like a Zombie off the yeah. album uh, equally titled uh, in a terrible name called Bring It On. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. fucking God. God, well, the Danes can fuck off. They gave us Volby as well, so they can really yeah, fuck off. Have the Danish ever given us really good bands? Aqua, Volby, and them. There's probably is a them lovely cookies that, and with the Lars sugar Ulrich. on And Lars, Lars yeah, he's a prick. Um, them cookies with the sugar on them, they're delicious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they. I, I don't. I have nothing against Denmark. I don't like really like their football team or uh, their fans. That time when they were playing Ireland, they were dicky and terrible. Mm, don't know anything about Denmark. Nothing at all. Denmark, you know what? Denmark, anyone from Denmark, listen, tell us a good band and also I apologise for what I said about the football band. I'm sure, I, I bet you there is. I bet you there's, there's a couple of great fucking bands. Um, I'm going to um, look, that, look that up now while you're talking because I, I actually yeah. want to know now from myself. Yeah. I bet <laughs> yeah. there's one or two that we forgot about. I reckon there is, yeah. Who is um, your next one? My next one is the song Monster by Kanye West, Jay-Z and more importantly, much more importantly, uh, Nicki Minaj because it's, she's the reason I picked this song. Mm. Um, this is another horrorcore song, actually. It's it's mm. horror themed rap. Um, this album, this this single had its birthday a couple of days ago. It's ten year birthday, and that means that the album that it's off is is not too far away for its ten year birthday. Mm. Uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West is a masterpiece as yes. far as I'm concerned. I absolutely love it. It's a pop hip hop. Uh, Slightly prog, not as prog as he's done before or after it mainly, but uh, I really fucking really like it. And this is an interesting song because this this ten years ago it was October twenty fourth, maybe or something like that. What day is today? Yeah, it was twenty fourth, ten years ago. And uh, Nicki Minaj was tasked with well, it would have been before this for recording purposes, but was tasked with giving a verse beside the two guys who were seen as the top two rappers in the world at that stage, mm. Kanye West and Jay-Z. Realistically, they were top. Like Eminem will always be up there in the 2010s as well. Yeah. But they were considered the hottest two in the world. So Nicki Minaj had, had dropped uh, a single. I don't think her album was out. I don't think it was at mm. all. Yeah, her first album. Um, so she had to deliver a verse um, to those two guys Uh and how did it pan out? Well, she announced herself to the entire world by killing the two of them dead on this song. Like, literally mm. murdering the two of them. She announced herself to the world. I'm Nicki Minaj, I'm here, and this is what I sound like. And fucking hell. It's not even arguable. She wipes the floor with both of them on this. Yeah. Um, our bars reference eating brains and brilliant <laughs> child's play and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she obviously went on to be absolutely huge. So, mm. uh she claims that she is a monster in this song and she was right. She was. So give her, give her section there a, a blem because uh, it's so good. Like, it's like play the rest of the bits, the rest of the songs. No yeah. point. Best uh, right here we go. I'm a motherfucking monster. I'm going to need to see 
your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. Profit, profit, nigga, I got it. Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands. Pull up in a monster automobile gangster with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in a tanga, color a Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen count. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. He addressed her from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster just a be heel, that's the monster show. Young money is the roster and a monster crow. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my money ain't. Hey, let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, but my features and my shows ten times your pay. The DK for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my money's so tall. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. like, I love the album, but that is to me one of the top three, if if not the best. It could be the best moment on the whole album. Yeah, and and, and it was when she was like, "I'm Nicki Minaj, what's the crack?" Uh, the song also features Rick Ross and Justin Vernon of Bon Iver. Rick Ross said that when he heard her doing that, mm. he got this sense that he was watching a history being made. He didn't really know like too much who, who she was or anything. Yeah, but he was just like, "Holy yeah. fuck!" So, yeah, I reckon it was one of those moments where she was like, right, this is I'm going to take like an eight mile moment. Yeah. You, you only get one chance at this. <laughs> take this opportunity. Take it and give Mom's it spaghetti. Yeah. Give it literally everything. And, yeah. uh, I absolutely love that album. Um, so, look, I said, yes, look, I said that that album is is 10 years old in November. So mm. soon will probably be played by President West soon after. <laughs> live from, from the Oval Office. Did you uh, <laughs> listen to his interview we done with Joe Rogan? I can't. He's banal now. He's gone it's, from... He's, he's, well, you know what? He's gone from being... As he, I, don't really, I don't like listening to Kanye West talk. I, I, don't, yeah, I, love, his, I love his music. Mostly. I'll tell you this. Do shit, but I can't listen yeah. to him. That interview, he didn't... It was like a child caught not doing his homework. Was like, so what would, what would you do? Uh... Yeah, he he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have any answers. Um, there's moments of absolute genius that that spew forth from him, and you can tell that he has problems, like kind of um expressing what's in his head to come out of his mouth. He does. He's got mental, really bad mental health problems. Yeah. Now he says he doesn't. And uh, well, he, he, say, say, he says that, he like, say fucking mass, man. He, he does exactly. say mass. He does. He literally <laughs> does say mass. Like, <laughs> there's an awful lot of stuff he's talking about where he's like. Oh, I can't even, how do I even describe it? He's talking about like, he keeps referring to himself as a visionary. And uh, he keeps yeah. saying that. Like, he's, when he when he speaks, a symphony plays. Like, stuff, stuff. Yeah. Like he doesn't like, what was it he was saying? He doesn't like electricity because it was stolen by Edison off Tesla. So he only likes Tesla's electricity. And he doesn't like houses that are shaped like squares. 
because we're not meant to live in boxes. It's all this yeah. weird shit. Like, I don't know whether... Like, I get that. I don't know whether I can enjoy that, like, too much in the sense that it's the same way as when someone with, let's say, social problems goes up on X Factor and does something mentally. Like, oh, you know, I, yeah. I, I, slight, there's a slight sort of using them a little bit. But at the same time, though, He's every, Joe Wright has every Rogan has every right to ask him to come on. He's running for president. And he's oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like no, it's not the, the worst world, interview so. in the world. Like it's just. No, I think I think what I, from what I heard, Rogan was was fairly fairly. I don't like Joe Rogan. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his questions were fine. Um, yeah, were, he keeps it kind of average. He kind of lets him hang himself a little bit. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's interesting. Also, I looked up uh, Danish bands. The yes. only two that are worth a shy really are pretty much the same thing, and it's Merciful Fate and King Diamond. Um, yeah, I did find they have a band called Tesco Value. I'm into that. Um, there's a oh, band Tesco is Danish, isn't it? I don't know. I think Tesco's Danish. I have no idea. I always just associated with England. I've no idea. Uh, Tesco Value is the name of a band over there, which I like the name of their band. That's about it. The rest of it just looked, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, King Diamond and Merciful Fate, so I, I, I let them away with that. Uh, so yeah. Fuck them, but yeah, Kanye. <laughs> um, the Jesus album is sounds okay. It's just not what I want. I I I listened to all the fucking um, Watch the Throne again the other day, and it's like it's not it's perfect just, by any means. No, it's not. And there's there's some filler on it, but Big there's some point. moments of yeah. absolute genius on it. There's, like, there's about four four songs on there that are as good as anything that's ever been made by anyone ever. Yeah. And then there's some okay stuff, some interesting stuff, and then there's there's three or four, maybe two or three that are just shouldn't be on there. Yeah, just shouldn't Tec- be there. Tesco was uh, Tesco was English. I, I I I have some weird thing about Tesco. Uh, really, some vision and memory in my head about it being there's something to do with that show time trump it, it fucking made a joke about tesco in denmark or something probably... and you've yeah, glued so... it together in your head it together so yeah that's just in case someone pulls me and i was like no nah, mate yeah. yeah watch the throne like it's like there's, there's some there's some songs on that like you said four or five four or five definitely that i think yeah. four definitely you're right about four i think that would make it on my top 50 yeah. rap songs all the time yeah like, just, yeah so good, like yeah. so. So that was monster, anyway. Um, there's a lot of non Kanye West fans, and to be honest with you, I don't really blame. I don't blame is or care. Yeah, you know what I mean, so, like, yeah. people give me shit. Or... I'm like, I still get to go home and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Man. you don't have to. After yeah. eases the two. I don't even really listen to early Kanye West, which is supposed to be the classic best. Though, no, I prefer the different the, animal. The mad. I prefer the mad fucking mad Kanye. Sergeant Pepper's Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Who's your last last one? one? Last one is the king of kind of shock rock, and it's Alice Cooper. Um, it's Halloween, you had to have an Alice Cooper song on there. I picked Feed My Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I love, love Feed song. My Frankenstein. It's fucking great. Uh, it's it's fucking great. Uh, I actually have loads of stuff about Alice Cooper because he's very interesting. Um, born in 1948, yeah. he's 73 now. Um, he's looked 72. 73. He's looked 72. He looks, he looks 72. He looks old. He's looked, 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 looked that way for the last 20 years. He really has. Uh, Vincent Damon Fournier, he was born, born in Detroit. But... Um, so Alice Cooper was originally a band and um, it was him and a lot of his mates had this band certainly in 1964. That's how early Alice Cooper goes back, 1964, as this kind of rock band. And uh, eventually just kind of turned into, he had to change his name 
legally to Alice Cooper to avoid like copyright claims and shit like that. Oh right, right. So um, but eventually just kind of think the band, the look, get, look, get lads in the band start kind of dipping out and doing other things and shit like that, and then eventually they became uh, just the Alice Cooper show. It was just him. A lot of the guys in the band stayed there. Um, that's right, but it became they, him. They're, they're like a proggy kind of band. Yeah, yeah. They were just like a. What would you even call it? I mean, you, you can get all that stuff as well. You can, you can, like it's still out there, you know, because it's still part of the discography. Because yeah. it, it was a natural kind of more for evolution from Alice Cooper the band into Alice Cooper the shock rocker, you know. And um, I actually have a couple of the old seven inches from when it was kind of starting to make the change. But yeah, it's kind of like a proggy, maybe kind of bluesy rock band the same as fucking everyone else in the mid late 60s everyone else was the fuck everybody was the fucking same um he uh i only found this out the other day as well that he owns the o in hollywood one of the o's in hollywood what? yeah so in 1986 i think it was um there, there, there was a big thing about uh trying to get the hollywood sign renovated because it was falling down because as most That's people true. know now hollywood that, that sign used to say hollywood land and uh, the the land fucking just disintegrated so they kept hollywood and uh, they had to there's people in hollywood who pay x amount of money every year to either buy a letter or like pay for the upkeep of it or like people bundle together to buy a letter yeah, in 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 Hollywood, it's very interesting. Um, so in terms of Hollywood stuff, in 1986, he wrote the theme song for Friday the 13th. Uh, Jason Lives, he wrote the theme song for that. Um, he has a cameo in John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness as a vagrant who killed somebody with a bicycle frame. Um, <laughs> that's one of my least favorite John Carpenter movies, believe it or not. Prince yeah, I like, the, I like the music in it. Music's very good, but the movie is just all over the fucking place. I only watched it again a while ago. I, I haven't a clue what the fuck's going on. It's not as tight as to work. It's not just, you know, a man walks through that portal and he's walking on like a glass road in the sky and all. It's fucking batshit, mad. I hate that. Do you know what? That, that, yeah, I hate when, yeah, I hate when films do stuff like that. Like it just, just makes no sense. Just, yeah, you're just like, here's the thing. And you're like, okay, but is it doing anything for me? No. No, that yeah, yeah it's so much magic. Stephen, going on Stephen King movie. stuff always happened in Stephen King stuff. Obviously, it sounded better in the book. One hundred percent, yeah, yeah. It, but then, like when someone tries to put it into film, you're like, oh, what? that's what? Not, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he appeared at WrestleMania three. He escorted Jake the Snake Roberts to the ring. Oh, was, I was involved in the finish. Yeah, um, he appeared in Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Um, obviously, Poison oh. comes out in 1988. That's a big song for him. That kind of reinvigorates the world. On uh, was that 98? 1988. 88. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? No, no. Yeah. 1988. Poison is such a banger. To be it's fair, it's a killer of a song. I was going to put that on here, but Free My is a bit more kind of kitschy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this either. He is singing on Usual Illusion One on the song "The Garden" with Axel. I did not know that. I don't really listen to that album. I, I only listened to that album literally two weeks ago and uh, the Gardens of these like, the album's fine there's some good stuff in it there's some good stuff in both of them if you could, if you could strip out Usual Illusion 1 and 2 it's probably one amazing album out of parts of the two um, but like yeah, I didn't know he was singing on the Garden I did not know that whatsoever yeah, um, in 1994 he put out an album called The Last Temptation and he hired, hired uh, Neil Gaiman to write a three part comic book about the theme that he that. had I think I remember. I kind of remember it. But like Neil Gaiman now, when we're talking Halloween, lads, and we're talking about Mots of Halloween, then like then we have to be talking about like Sandman and Lady Death and all this kind of shit. That's all in Neil Gaiman's fucking uh all, all from his his notebook, you know. Yeah. Uh, even like Lucifer the TV show, that's all Neil Gaiman. Um 
Neil Gaiman. Sorry, I always say guy, but gay. Um, Neil Gaiman. Um, an awful lot yeah, of that type of stuff. That, that Lucifer show looks shy. I it tell you this, I only finished it the other day. Seasons one or two are fine, bog standard American fodder. Yeah. Uh, season three is honest to God one of the worst things I've ever seen in all my days I don't know how we finished it and the last two seasons since Netflix bought it have been very very good oh, um, it just looks stupid to me. it, it, it kind of is stupid but you have to understand that like the subject matter that they took that from was a lot darker than what it ended up being on TV so it looks like yeah. Netflix are starting to turn it now See, they're torn like, the ship I don't like Buffy and it looks like a Buffy show Uh I'm yeah, not, it's a bit buffy. Exactly the same, but it yeah, it's a, it is that. Like I said, American fodder, just American seven pm fodder show is what is what it started out as. Now it's getting a bit grimmer, a bit more fucking gory and stuff like that. It's it's the the, the ship is starting to turn towards what um what the subject matter kind of um was to begin with. So we had Neil Gaiman write that uh, comic book three part about his yoke. Um, mm. I didn't know this as well that it, that's his voice in the intro to uh, Insane Clown Posse's The Great Malenko album, the intro song. That's, that album, that's Alice Cooper. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't ventured into uh, much. Into the only the only ICP album you ever need to listen to was Great Malenko. That's it. The only yeah. one, and that's him talking to about. He did not know that. Um, he put out an album in 2017. This is mad. It's called Paranormal, and he brought in guest musicians to help him. He brought in Larry Mullen, right from U2. He brought in Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and Roger Glover from Deep Purple. So I think I might want to listen to that album. It's called Paranormal. He's also in Hollywood Vampires. He is in Hollywood Vampires. Should not exist as well. I saw them live and I swear to God, I felt like they were in the middle of the gig renewing their subscription to stockriff.com <laughs> where they're like, shit, we're now riffs. Man, Johnny, Johnny Depp, yeah, get on stockriff.com real quick on your phone. Yeah. Okay, I got a riff, I got a riff. Actually, that sounds better. Yeah, better than what it was. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, there was a. I felt there was a rumor that um, Alice Cooper was actually uh, Ken Osmond from Leave It to Beaver, the dad from Leave It to Beaver. They thought it was him that when that show finished, he just painted his face and became Alice Cooper. And it's I looked, I looked them up, and they do look a bit close, actually. They're there's not a lot of parallels between Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper. Oh, 100%. Like, like, he is 100% the guy that taught most of these people how to do it. But even just that story that you just told there, like, was he in that show years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. They taught that yeah. as well. Yeah, do you remember that from the, the, was it the golden years or the wonder years? Yeah, we covered that. We co- we co- I think we might have covered that in Mythology Busters episode where yeah. we took a... T- we should do another episode of that, actually. <laughs> we took uh, yeah, myths from, from music and see, so, try to search if they were true or false. Um, now, Al- Alice Cooper's kind of gone on record saying that he, he got most of his his kind of sh- schlock, his, his, his fucking shock rock stick from um, Your Me, uh, I Am Arthur The God of Hellfire. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. It's pure yeah. art around. You can see it. looks yeah. like it. Like he said that, that what he's seen, he's seen him on TV when he was a kid and he was like, you're allowed to do that in music. Like that's yeah. what I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. 100%. Um, and then he goes on to talk about the bite the head off the chicken thing and all that kind of stuff as well. We can cover that in uh, Mythology Busters at some stage. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> but uh, let's play a bit of Feed by Frankenstein before we get the fuck out of here. Yeah, cool.
There you go, you get the idea. It's a great, um, song. It's a great song. He's built an entire career on that whole thing. But apparently, he's a born again Christian, as all of them are now. Um, mm. But apparently, he was a he, he turned born again Christian fairly, fairly kind of um, early. He was still putting out this shit because he knows what keeps the fucking gas, the gas going, you know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he just kind of torn it down a bit, a bit like uh, Misfits esque, where they left a lot of the kind of gar behind and just went with the. The, the kind of basic kind of themes of oh I'm scary look at a spider in the corner I write a song about yeah. it you know what I mean that type yeah. of show I'm, uh, a, I'm that, a bad guy from the bad part of town but they exactly. never he never but he never says why exactly just you're just a bad fella Grant did Alice. you kick a baby in the jaw Alice or did you are you just are you sort of just putting out a bad vibe because for the sake of the exactly because Danzig actually killed some babies you know what I mean in songs yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he, like, he actually killed a baby. Like, he, and, he, he had and, something, and he had something to say about it. Yeah. He did have something to say. He done terrible things to people. Uh, Danzig in his songs. Um, anyway, folks, that was our uh, kind of slightly alternative Halloween special. Uh, we're back on Saturday with a show. We're back on Monday with another uh, podcast. We don't know what the fuck that'll be. We'll have to dig into the archives and pull something nice out. Well, I've got, I've got a few ideas, especially just good. Good, good, good. Uh, that's it for this week. If you like what we do, you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast. That's a subscription-based service. That's five euros a month and you get access to loads of um, exclusive podcasts and videos. All of our live shows, we've been doing live shows for, Jesus, over 40 weeks or 40 shows in a row since the beginning of lockdown. It's like 33 weeks we're coming up on now. Straight, we yeah. haven't missed a single one. All of those are up on our Patreon because uh, if you don't listen live, they're not recorded anywhere else they only want our patreon same with our tv shows they, they go up on there as well and whatever um exclusive podcasts we come up with if you don't want to be a subscriber that's perfectly fine you can go to ko-fi ko-fi.com the links are in the uh, podcast text right. on your app right now you can click on that and just give, give us a tip they're doing an uh, i think three dollar or three euro increments so three three dollars to yeah as much as you want uh helps keep paying the bills it's, uh, all, it's only five dollars man like i'm not being a cunt but like we do put a lot of stuff in. Uh, so just you have to i'm telling you now that you have to you actually have to now <laughs> you have to yeah, yeah it's actually like right now one yeah. euro 20 a show or something like that's what it works out to be and uh the, the thing is you, you give five dollars we don't get five dollars you know what i mean we get four or something like that but the time uh go for me or, or not go for me but the time fucking patreon is paid and paypal take their their money we only get a, a section of that as well mm-hmm. so uh the more people the more shows we can do the more technology we can invest in to do more crazy shit we'll be locked at home because it doesn't look like we're going to be doing a live tv show for another couple of weeks until this lockdown is over so we're stuck doing our um Stuck in our spare rooms here talking shit. Uh, if you have no money, yeah. that's fine. Share it out and don't just stick to the the Facebook. Facebook is 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 handy for everyone, but Facebook is trying to kill all small pages like this. They it only is. want to show you ads for like Tesco Home Delivery Service and Deliveroo. That's all they want to do. They you don't give what? a fuck as, about us. As well as that, like just sent, like I've often sent a podcast I, I thought was up someone's alley to them. Go, it's not a weird message to send. And go, oh, so no. And again, that's not a telling to start messaging people. Whatever, like just just share it. Yeah. Out. If you're on Twitter, share it out. If you're on Instagram, do a post. Whatever you're on, or tell you tell your mate. Just, just 
word of mouth is the most important thing. Um, just give us a dig out uh, every week. Um, yeah. It really helps. There's only so much we can do. Um, especially with like limited budget, as we all, were talk, talking the, earlier. All the hosting. I know we moan about it, but at least we leave it to the end of the podcast. Exactly. We talked earlier about all the big podcasts. They all had a, a big leg up start to begin with. The Rider Boy named the people or yeah. they um, had a lot of money behind them to begin with. Um, a lot of these things you think are kind of small, independent podcasts that are, you know, have millions of subscribers and stuff like that. They're not. They're, they're, they're from like a studio that's been designed, like the, a CBS or an NBC or a HBO or whatever that just creates shows. Like that's what they do. They yeah. create stars and create shows. Um, so you're not really supporting small independent podcasts um, by fucking following these people. Like do, because they're great shows. I'm not saying get rid of them, but <laughs> w- widen the spectrum a little bit. There's p- poor cunts like us out here surviving on the dole um, at the moment. And this is our job at the moment because we don't have another job. Uh, that's it for this week, folks. Back again next week. Thank you very much. Good night. Thanks a million.